Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a special episode for you all today. We'll be back later this week with recaps of The Real Housewives. But for now, I have one of my best friends, Hannah Brown. Hannah, not from the Bachelor world, a different Hannah Brown. Hannah, how are you today? Oh my gosh, I'm great, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. And I got to say, you were supposed to come on during the holiday season. We had to reschedule. There's so much going on. But this is the last episode I'm recording from this apartment. And they are doing construction. So I just have to say, I know listeners are probably tired of me talking about the fucking construction here, but I got to just mention in case you're banging, this will be the last time ever you'll hear the banging, hopefully. Mention it all. Mention it all. Hannah, happy new year. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Danny. Happy new year to you. And we're going to talk about the New Jersey trailer, and then we're going to just do a little bit of a recap of 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we do, though, I got to mention that you were in a movie called The Housewives of the North Pole, and I wanted to have you on to promote that and everything, but you have the best line in the whole film. And so I just want to congratulate you and also ask for any tea about the filming. Oh, my gosh, Danny. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the movie. Um, Yeah, it was really fun. I filmed it over the summer um, and it was like I I couldn't say anything about it. So it was like really hard because so many of my like close friends, you included, are like Bravo fans. And so I was like, Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. I didn't unfortunately get to see any of the housewives, but it was cool. I did share a call sheet with a couple of them. So it was like I didn't get to you know, see them. But I was like, oh, we're shooting on the same day. That's really cool. There were like these fun surprise housewives cameos in it that were really, really fun. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. And I also got to quickly, we got to tell the listeners a story. So we went to the premiere of the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which mm-hmm. was they did this whole outdoor showing. And they had Eileen Davidson come out because also for the holiday season, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, right? <laughs> So we were sitting there and they had all the housewives from the ultimate girls trip there introducing the, uh, the I was going to say the film, the series, and then they did a little Q and a and whatever. And then they bring out Eileen Davidson, who used to be on the real houses of Beverly Hills. And she introduces that they're doing a days of our lives holiday special for the peacock. And then Kyle also came out and said, she's doing the housewives of the North pole and everything. And so when Eileen Davidson came out, we were laughing so hard because it was like a very Valerie cherish moment from the come back. Mm -hmm. And the whole crowd is erupting in cheers because no one had expected Eileen to show up. So everyone's super excited. She's like, hey guys, you know, I'm here to promote Days of Our Lives. We're doing a holiday special. And she's like, and one of the really cool things is it's on Peacock and it's a streamer. So we can, we can swear and there's nudity. And she's like, and I'll be nude. And everyone like claps because she was doing an (laughs) auction. They thought that she didn't know what to say. She was improvising the whole moment. Riffing. Yeah. Just riffing for the audience. And so she riffs mm-hmm. and says, I'm going to be nude. And then everyone claps. And then she, and then she like, like walks it back and goes, I'm also in this movie. Not nude. <laughs> <laughs> not nude. Not actually nude. Like not right nude. after everyone had clapped for it. And it was the most <laughs> awkward, like 20 seconds I've ever seen. Like, no, not nude. Not actually going to be nude. Nope. <laughs> Well, and then I had my own Valerie Cherish moment after that because I went up to Kyle when she was clearly on her way out and like wanted to go home. And I was like, hey, I have four lines in the Housewives of the North Pole. So we're in a movie together. And she was like, oh, that's really nice. Cool. And like she was so gracious and polite. But I was literally like I walked away and I was like, that was so like desperate Valerie Cherish being like, Judah, baby girl. (laughs) 
Well, it, Tuna! Was, it was awkward too because yeah all the ultimate girls trip housewives were there but it was like they kind of all had bodyguards or something they and it wasn't like leave. a big giant party i mean it wasn't like there were so many people there and so it was sort of weird to me that none of them wanted to like mix with the crowd or anything it i know like, well i'm like we'll be respectful although i wasn't very respectful when i saw tori spelling at the event i think i threw <laughs> everyone out of the way <laughs> Okay, but she was so nice. I love Tori's. It was so nice to you, but I was like trying to get in and you had like worked with her or something. And so you were like, Tori, I worked on this thing. And so Tori was like talking to you about this thing you worked on. And I'm just like, Tori, remember Donna Martin graduates? Like I just wanted to talk about 902 and 0. And she, and she was just talking to you. And I'm like, Hannah, get out of here. <laughs> Ow, Danny, you shoved me out of the way. Trying to talk to Tori Spelling about her gay independent <laughs> film called Trick. <laughs> Nikon. Oh, uh, but it was so funny. I'll never forget the Eileen Davidson. I'm going to be nude. Nope, not not really nude. Nope, not I'm nude. not actually nude. No, nope. not nude. It was so awkward. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Hannah, the Real Houses of New Jersey trailer came out uh, yes. just as we were about to sit down to record this, and I frantically texted you and said you need to watch it so we can talk about it. So let's yes. discuss. Did you enjoy it? I did. So I dropped off of Jersey last season. Uh, I was kind of, it was like the Teresa Jackie fight. I was like, this is stupid. And I just was so bored that I dropped off, but this trailer was juicy. Like I might have to dive back in, to be honest. What did you think? It looked good to me. It looked like there's that whole Marge versus Teresa seems like it's going to be a season long thing. Mm -hmm. And Louie, her new boyfriend, you know, there's wonderings if he wonderings there, people are (laughs) concerned that he might be a grifter or something. And so we're going to have to see, but I feel like it's going to be a good season. I'm a little concerned. I love the cast and I think Mm -hmm. they've done a great job, but I'm concerned that there is no turnover with the cast. Like, because I don't want them to rest on their laurels and the trailer looks amazing. Like they're not going to do that, but concerned about it. And I think they need to keep bringing fresh people in and they need to turn it over a little bit. I don't know. It concerns me. I know I'm with you because sometimes you just need new blood to spice things up. Yeah. Just like a little change. It does look like Jackie and Jennifer are friends. And I'm interested in that dynamic because they've always been sort of enemies on the show. Mm -hmm. And then it also looks like Dolores gets engaged. And I always feel like I love Dolores, but she's just sort of always there to say, you're right, Teresa. And so I'm excited for Dolores to get in the mix, it seems. Yeah. Wait, is she still with David? No, apparently. I was just (laughs) reading on on, um, the blogs, the Mm -hmm. A courts of record that she is now dating someone new who looks like an older version of her son. Like there's one photo of Dolores with this topless man on the beach. And he really does look like Frankie Jr. Well, I mean, I know this is like a creepy thing to say, but like Frankie Jr. is like an objectively hot person. So if she sure. found an older version of Frankie that she's not related to, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird though, isn't it? I mean, yes. A little bit. A little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I thought David was such a toe of a person. Like, I'm so happy she's not with him anymore. Yeah, he was a big old wet blanket. He yeah. was. And he was such a dick to her. And I was like, in what world, like, is someone dating Dolores and they don't appreciate her for the queen she is? She's so fucking hot. Yeah, she's so hot. Did I you do... see that? Sorry. No, you go ahead. Did you see... Um. I saw this on, I believe, Mani's story that like Joe Gorga had commented on Dolores's like Instagram photo, just saying like sexy. And like Joe Gorga, like you. Yeah. Why would you do that? I find the men in Jersey to be both entertaining and very bizarre. Like Dolores's ex-husband, we've all just accepted the fact that he's a cast member on this show. But like, I often think where would he and Dolores be without the TV show? Because I don't actually believe that they would be as close as they present them to us if he wasn't a cast member on the show, but it's like their exes, but, and I know they're co-parenting. I just, I don't believe that it would be so copacetic between the two of them. And now they're just like this dynamic duo because people Mm -hmm. latched onto that relationship. And even the first time Dolores was on the series, like when she first became a cast member, I don't think. Uh, her ex-husband was really that big of a deal. But then they, they did like one scene with him where they were getting along and they're like, Oh, now let's lean in. And so now they have to hang out every fucking night. Right. I find it strange. 
That's a fair question. Yeah. Like where would they be without the show? Cause it is a very unnatural uh, relationship they have. I mean, good for them, but yeah. I love uh, Jennifer's daughter. And in the trainer uh, trailer, there's this moment where she jumps in the pool and she's like, I'm an eagle. And she oh does my this, gosh. Like, this Yes. Thing. And I just relate to her so much. Like she just, she's got the joy de vivre. Is that what oh, it's called? Yes. I love Olivia. Like truly, like if I someday choose to be a mom and my kids like not like Olivia, I'll be like, I don't know what to do with this person. Right. I know. You she's know? just got a unique and fun and lovely personality. She's so cute. And just pop. She really pops on camera. You know, she some does. people have the it factor and some don't give her a spinoff. You know what I mean? <laughs> the other girls too. Teresa's girls are getting in the mix. Yes. They are fighting with Joe Gorga. And I don't know. They're looking for a, I would say they're looking for an apple, but they don't hold anything in the intro. Which is weird to me. We got to give know. them something. I mean, I, I would like like a meatball. That'd right. Be cute. Right. I've heard a lot of people say like a tomato, but that would be weird. Uh, but I want it. I would it like to be weird, weird and we need it. Yeah. I mean, also this storyline that Teresa is going to start playing like saxophone and her kids are going to make fun of her. <laughs> I'm interested in that. <laughs> but don't you love the like dynamics of her brain? Because I think all the housewives, they go into a season and they got to plan out a storyline, like a personal mm-hmm. storyline. And oftentimes they don't realize they don't even really need to do that because maybe they have something else going on. Like Teresa's got this new man and she probably right. didn't need to plan like anything else. But instead she somebody thought it was a good idea. Like let's lean into you playing the saxophone. Like that'll be (laughs) let's how about you learn sax on camera Yeah, and then we'll, we'll use that and that'll be your personal storyline. But it's like, that wasn't needed because she's getting in all these feuds and she's got the Louis situation and everything. We need the sax bits. And then the idea of Teresa being like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Dragging out her saxophone in a big, heavy case. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good Teresa. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a video of her. I I bought like a long, like dark brown wig many moons ago thinking I'm going to do so many Jersey videos. And then I just like, it's in a closet. I didn't do any. So maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the 2022. Yeah. Uh, when we were moving and packing, I found so many fucking wigs. You know, <laughs> I did groundlings for years and it was like, we had to have so many wigs and I, I literally organized a box. So now I have all my wigs in a nice <gasps> bin for easy That's access. Great. And then That's I, <laughs> this is funny. I was like getting, basically doing like another bin that was costumes, which it's not like I'm doing tons of sketches on my social media or anything anymore, but I, Maybe this uh, is the year. I found like all this Dorinda stuff. Cause I did like a sketches Dorinda. So I found like this lipstick and, and these Dorinda earrings and my Dorinda wig. And I'm like, we need Dorinda back because that was the most fun one to do. Yes. And may I request that you bring back what the fuck is going on? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> we need drunk Dorinda, which I think is coming in that new ultimate girls trip. <gasps> She's going to be wasted. Ex Housewives edition or whatever they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, I think that Stone Manor. That is the most genius idea for a TV show. Like I am, I'm horny just thinking about it. There's that one photo of the cast and Dorinda. Uh, she looks so drunk, and she's not wearing any shoes or socks. Like they take took this photo outside, and I saw someone on Twitter. And forgive me, I don't remember who tweeted it, but they said even her feet look drunk. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Because even her, because her feet are like the toes are like weirdly overlapping. (laughs) They're like weirdly. It's like, how did her feet get that way? And I'll never forget, there was a photo of Dorinda and Margaret. Like Margaret visited on Jersey, visited Dorinda's Bluestone Manor. And there was a photo where I I think they had like photoshopped it or tried to face tune it or something. And like, it looks like they're just missing toes. And I. It's always so funny to me because the housewives, oftentimes they hire social media people. And I don't think they're hiring the same caliber of person that like Reese Witherspoon is hiring for social media. And so oftentimes we just get an Instagram post where it looks like Margaret Josephs doesn't have her her feet there. Like she's just suddenly, (laughs) they accidentally face tuned out her feet. God, I love like a Photoshop fuck up. I think they're the funniest things in the world. I yeah. TikTok, there's like a whole like swath of TikToks where it's just people finding Photoshop fuck ups. And that's like made its way into my algorithm. And I'm so thrilled. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I had talked about on Thanksgiving, people thought somebody thought I was wearing a crop top. And I <laughs> talked about it on the show. And then people were sending me their 
pictures where it looks like this one girl sent me one where it looks like she's like squeezing her mom's belly. Like, <laughs> and it's so funny. And it's not, it was like, you know, yeah, they're all just so funny. I love so it. funny. Uh, Hannah, I want to run through some headlines and some important pop culture moments from 2021. I know we're in 2022, but mm-hmm. listeners out there, we're recording this in 2021 because yeah. Danny needed a little break and breather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dan, the man needed some time to himself. We needed some time, you know, a lot going on, a lot going on. Uh, okay. So I want to run through some of these and we'll just talk about them. We got 16. This is from a website called Cafe Mom. So a mother at a cafe, perhaps, or just the name I love of the that site. For her. It's Have like you a heard of Cafe Mom? No, but when I think of a mom with a cafe, I think of, uh, I think of love in season three of you. Oh, did you wa- do you watch you? Yeah, but I haven't watched the most recent. I didn't watch oh. season three. Well, spoiler alert: she opens a bakery. She's oh my god, you ruined it. Now I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> now, I- what's the point of watching it now? You're like, well, fuck Hannah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, really quick. Are you excited for Emily in Paris to come back so that you can take the internet by storm by making fun of her once again? I hope so. Yes. I, I mean, yes. I'm very excited for us to be watching that. However. Mm-hmm. It will have already been out by the time people listen to this. So we'll have to get back together again to do an Emily in Paris because I'm sure oh, it'll be batshit. Sure. I'm sure. For sure. Also, like, I just have a problem with the way they're styling her hair and I just need to get that off my chest. The Please. curls are not separated. So it looks sort of like a founding father. Like, it's just these perfect <laughs> curls in a way where I'm like, I'm not a fan. Like, you need to zhuzh it. And if yeah. I were Lily Collins, like no offense to whoever does her hair, but I would probably go rogue and be a bad actor and be like, I'm just going to choose this little. And they would be like, the continuity right. probably why I'm not working as much. But I didn't do that on Housewives of the North Pole because the person who did my hair did a great job at judging it herself. Yeah. Well, Anyways. you know, you need a good hair and makeup person. And Emily and Paris should have one. They're nominated for Best Comedy in the Emmys or all the awards, which yes. doesn't make any sense to me. That really any- gnaws at my craw. Yeah, yeah, it really frosts my fanny as well. It's just weird. It's like it's not the funniest or anything. Uh, it's truly horrific. We all loved every moment of it, but it's mm-hmm. not good. It's not good. I know, it makes me upset. Okay, this list from Cafe Mom. You ready? <laughs> yeah, this let's do it. Important pop culture moments from 2021. Mm-hmm. Things that we haven't had a chance to talk about on this podcast. So first is Olivia Rodrigo hits it big. What are your thoughts? Ooh, uh, well, you know, I here's something. Here's a fun fact about me. I don't like music that's a bummer. And so I think Olivia Rodrigo is like so talented, adorable. I'm thrilled for her that her career is popping off. I am never going to sit down and listen to an Olivia Rodrigo song because mm, wow. I don't like being sad. Yeah. Bold sentence. Bold yeah. Sentence. I don't sit down and listen to like recreational Adele, Olivia Rodrigo. Like, no, thanks. And again, mad respect, but I'm not going to be like, you know, it would be fun to sit down and cry today. I do do that and sit down and cry, but I actually wasn't able to really get into the Adele album. You know, I keep thinking like maybe down the line, I'll listen to it. And I loved easy on me, Mm -hmm. but the rest of it. And I like that song where she cries to her therapist. (laughs) Oh my God. There's a song where she cries to her therapist. I'll listen to that one. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like my little love. And like, she's singing about her kid and Mm -hmm. she literally plays voice memos about her anxiety and also talking to her child. And it is dark. Have you not heard this song? It's called no. My Little Love. I've heard of it, but I didn't know that that I didn't know there were voice memos in it about her anxiety. Hannah, it is literally it's so good, but I can't. No one should listen to it. Like, it's just too, too much. Like, there's literally a voice. Here, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play a little bit. We're going to get rogue here. Oh, footage. Tell me, do you feel away my past days? See, it's beautiful. She's singing to the kid. I just want to get to a point where she sings about the therapy. I don't know how to fast forward on my Spotify. <laughs> Let's all just vibe for a moment. Yeah. Adele and the sounds of construction in the back. <laughs> I do love it. Mama's got a lot to learn. 
Okay, we're done. We're done. But I do also sing that lyric, Mama's Got a Lot to Learn. But did you hear she, that was literally a voice note. Oh, this construction. There was literally a voice note of her telling her son about loving this kid's dad who she's no longer with. Like, it's pretty deep stuff. Yeah, and that's heavy. The mechanics of it, like, did she hit record on her voice thing and then, like, sit the kid down? I was like, I'm going to tell you about our dad and why we got divorced. You know, <laughs> I... I really respect this idea for an album. I think it's really cool. Also, as a child of divorce, I'm like, there's shit that I don't want to know about my parents' divorce. Like, I mm. feel like there's a line with that kind of stuff, too, where I'm like, I just hope her future kid is like down for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's be- it's beautiful and artistic. It's just like, yeah. do we really all need to like sit and listen to that? Like, that's so heavy. It feels like intrusive almost. Like, should I be listening to this? Yeah. Yeah. So I lis- I did listen to that song on repeat when it came out. Moving on, Taylor Swift, <laughs> uh, her epic song "All Too Well" came out. Ten minutes, it hit number one. I loved it. I All loved too it well. too. I loved it too. And I'm not. I really enjoy Taylor Swift music, but like Red is not. I'm more of like pop Taylor fan, and I don't claim to be a Swifty. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this ten but minute version don't of plan, All Too. You don't plan to be a Swifty. Oh, I don't. Is that what you said? Maybe I did say that. I don't claim to be a Swifty, but uh, but yeah, I I, I loved it. And I loved the video. I thought the video was great. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked that I it was a 10 minute song that I kept wanting to listen to over and over again. And I think it's interesting, like on the radio, they songs have gotten so short because they want the radio to play them. So now songs are like under three minutes. And so I thought it was fascinating that a 10 minute song became a hit. And then I hope it makes people realize like we don't have to have a song that's two minutes we can have a longer song if it's good you can add all the minutes you want now listen this is a controversial thing to say but like when old bands like led zeppelin is like it's a 15 minute song i'm like shut the fuck up you don't like why are you riffing on your guitar for like 25 minutes like i don't care but if taylor does it i'm here for it yeah i imagine a world where we're going to be getting these long songs and they will just be voicemails like that adele song so it'll just be like people just incorporating them in yeah. And I'm all for it. I actually feel differently. I think I'm more of the country music Taylor fan. Like mm. that I really loved like country. And then when it was like a slow, I liked the early slow morph into pop. And mm-hmm. then I didn't like when it got fully pop. Mm. Except for I love 1989, that album. Oh, so good. But I prefer like I loved like Back to December and like that kind of white horse. And mm-hmm. I like the I like a a, ba- a country, almost country ballad. Yes. So you probably liked Red and like Fearless. Yeah. Do you remember when Shania Twain released like two versions of Up, her album? No. She released like a red version and a green version. One was more poppy and one was more country, but it was basically, it was the same songs, but like one would have just like a string guitar in it. And then the other, <laughs> and then the I other would go that. electric. It was like almost the exact same. I love that idea. She she gave Taylor the idea, probably. Yeah, Shania Twain started it all. <laughs> there's, there's a song on that album called uh, Jealous. I'm jealous. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Oh um, okay, Benefer 2.0. How do you feel about Benefer? I was so excited when it started, and now I want to fling my computer out a window. Yeah, it's too much. I, I just think they're doing too much for like how long they've been around. Like they're both iconic in their own ways. Now, Ben Affleck is triggering to me. I think he's like the guy in college who I would have been obsessed with, even though he's like objectively a terrible person. Like that's what he does for me. Um, But I just don't need to be seeing him in the media this much. I'm like, bruh, like you won multiple Oscars. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And it's all very stagey because I I do think on some level, of course, the paparazzi is going to chase after him, whatever. Right. But there are other times where they're walking red carpets talking and stuff like that. And as we know, they can go to these events without walking the red carpet and talking to press. So it's like, it's, it feels like overkill. And I really turned when he did that Howard Stern interview about Jennifer Garner and he like kind of threw her under the bus. Was that recent? It was recent. Yeah. Okay. And he threw her under the bus and it was like, what are you doing, dude? Like she literally helped you out even after you guys were broken up and she's an angel by all uh, accounts. So just shut your mouth about Jennifer Garner. 
shut the fuck up. He's literally like dragged her through the mud over the course of like 15 years. It's like, leave this woman alone. She just wants to like make bagels on her social and like read books to kids. Like she's <laughs> such a sweetie. Right. And there's that one paparazzi photo. Have you ever seen where she's driving Ben to, yes. rehab, I believe, and they're going through a Jack in the box drive through and it's she like, got him Jack in the box. She got him Jack in the box and they weren't even together at the time taking you to rehab. And it's like, dude, you should be only speaking good things about her or just don't say anything at all. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And if somebody asks you, just say, oh, I love, she's the best. And then move oh my God. on. hundred percent. There was a, there was a beautiful sliver of time where Scott Foley and Jennifer Garner were together. And I just think they were the it couple that not enough people knew about, but that we all deserved. Now I'm sure that Scott Foley and his current wife are very, very happy. So yeah. no shade to them. We don't know that. <laughs> but, <No. laughs> but there were, but those, those Felicity era days of those two, I really love those photos of them together. Very cute. Uh, remember when she was at the Oscars in that blue dress? Like no one has ever looked that stunning. Like she looked Sickening. so good that night. I, she was always that when Rachel Zoe styled her? I don't know. I don't know. Rachel Zoe used to style Jennifer Garner and like she would always talk about on the show and be like, for Jen Garner, I'm just picturing this giant Van Cleef Arpels Maglow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is not related to that exactly, but mm-hmm. uh, I keep seeing people are posting about uh, if Tyra Banks is America's next top model was like still around, you know, in 2021, 22 and like all the insane challenges. Oh my God. Tyra would make them do in like COVID era. <laughs> oh, for sure. She'd be like, you're going to run through the streets of New York without a mask to get to a go see <laughs> to like see how badly you really want it. Like so unhinged. That show, that show was such a mess, but could you, I could only imagine like the, how Tyro would tackle like all the events going on, how she would have made the contestants do insane things throughout the course of uh, 21 and 22. Oh, I can't even imagine. Can I just say, sorry, sorry to derail this once again. I've been watching ladies of London for the first time since it aired. I've never done a rewatch and it's like a soothing bomb. But this morning I couldn't sleep from like five to like six 30. So I was just watching ladies of London. And you know, when you like wake up and go back to bed and your dreams are like extra weird. At least that's what happens to me. Yeah. Um, I had a dream that Caroline Stanberry was my boss and she like liked me, but she had given me a bunch of tasks that I just like didn't do. And I woke up like with a start being like, oh my God, that was a dream. Cause I think taking time off work is, you know, we both know this. It's stressful for both of us. And like the fact that I'm not taking care of tasks for like two weeks is very weird to me. I know. It it stresses me out to like not have the routine. Yeah. I mean, even with this podcast, it's like, I don't have, why am I releasing this episode? But I got to release episodes. I'm, you got to do it. I mean, technically I have to for the ads. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the return of Ted Lasso. The return of Ted Lasso. So Cafe Mom thinks the return of Ted Lasso was an important pop culture moment of 2021. Do you watch? I'm not a, I'm not a huge Ted Lasso fan. I don't watch it at all. And I don't okay. care to. It's, it's enough. It's Everyone's enough. like, it's a really sweet show. I'm like, I'm sure it is. I don't want to watch it. It was. I liked, I watched uh, the first I like season fucked and liked up it. shows. I like yellow jackets. Like I like fucked up shit where I'm like, Ooh, I can't believe they put that in a show. I don't want to mm. watch Jason Sudeikis like dance affably, like at, on a soccer field. I don't care. I think it's just so earnest and I like earnestness, but I, something about it hit me. And I don't even think it was actually the show that mm-hmm. bothered me about it. I think it was just like, the images of him dancing affably. <laughs> like I, it, I, just, it, I don't, for some reason I it's have annoying. Ima- a marketing image of him, like just sort of like, Oh, shucks. I'm like, I don't know. It bugs me. Yeah. But, I, but that, maybe that's you. on me. That's on me and not you. I mean, I don't, it- I think it's on them. <laughs> I think it's on Ted Lasso. Like, and I said yeah. what I said. I love Juno temple though. Yeah. I've loved her since dirty John. And I will say, I really liked that first season. Like I, thought I it hear was the fun. first season's better than the second. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I haven't. I just haven't watched the second season. But maybe we'll dive. Maybe I'll dive in, and then people yell at me because I have said mean things about Ted Lasso on the show, and people love it. And I'm sorry, it's not him. It's the marketing. I don't like it. You like what you like. You know what I mean. Hannah, we got to take a quick break here. I want to tell everyone to go to everythingiconic.store for all Everything Iconic merch. And I want to thank Acast. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Okay, so Cafe Mom also wants us to talk about the Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry. That was a moment. That was a touchstone moment. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Never fantastic TV, never been done yeah, before, never been done before, never will be done again. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't describe it as a great time because it was a really disturbing interview in a lot of ways, but it had to be unearthed, like, we had to talk about it. Now we said it. Um, isn't it kind of funny that we live in the era where you're right, it was a tough, disturbing, heavy interview about mm-hmm. all these things that you know people had speculated on. And somehow out of that comes these memes and gifts that are like used over and over again. And it seems to me as someone who's on the internet a lot, it's like the darker the thing, the more that it'll like catch on as a meme. And it's like, I keep thinking of that Oprah being like, were you silent or were you silenced? And it's like, people use that for everything. And I love seeing it. And I think they're, it is important for us to laugh at the darkness. And mm-hmm. I just think it's it's fascinating that our generation or the generations even after us, it's like we are attracted to the darkness and to making light of the darkness. Yes. I mean, even now, like with the with the holiday season, there's all these like COVID memes and gifts going around that are so funny. And I'm like, of course, it's all devastating and really upsetting. But I'm like, you gotta you gotta laugh to keep from crying all the time. Right, right. We gotta do it. And I think within the gay community, gays are often we laugh at the super dark stuff. And I feel like or any kind of group of people who have been through a traumatic experience, right. I feel like they have a darker sense of humor. Like if 100%. you grew up with a, a, a an unstable household, or if you were a minority, or if you, you know, people who have been through more trauma, I think you just kind of have to laugh at this stuff. Yeah. And sometimes people, other people think it's too dark or, you know. But I think, I think it's, so great like content creators who make humor out of traumatic shit because I I think it also builds like community because there will be so many people who are like oh my god I feel so seen by this I feel less insane or less alone and like Mm -hmm. now we can laugh at our trauma together I think it's I think it's great I'm here for it yeah we support that Uh, support that speaking of trauma Kardashians there's lots of uh, lots of relationship drama Uh, 
Chloe, I with the Tristan stuff. Now, as of when this airs, I'm not sure where they'll be at, but it's like he's cheated a million times. She needs to get away from this man. I don't I mean, I don't follow the Kardashians at this point in my life, but it's annoying that like I don't get to decide whether or not I know about Chloe and Tristan. Right. Like it's just sort of always in the zeitgeist somehow. And I'm like, one eight hundred, I don't care. I don't care. Like yeah. be together or don't. I just don't want to fucking hear about it anymore. I don't care. And as far as Kim and Pete Davidson, I'm sure that Pete Davidson is an amazing lover. I think that's why he pulls just so many stunning women. And if they want to date, sure. I think it's a PR stunt hundred percent. But again, do I really care one way or the other? Absolutely not. I'm fascinated by the PR because there were these photos of Kim and Pete at the movie theaters in Staten Island. Yeah. And maskless. Where the, I didn't even notice. Yes. yes. Yeah. But they were in, and now it's like Dumois has sort of replaced paparazzi now. Yes. And so it, I think it is harder for me to spot at least like what's a PR move and what's like an actual, somebody was at that movie theater snapping photos of them. Do you get what I mean? Because 100%. now it's so easy for someone's PR person or, or someone's who works for their team to go with them to the movie theater and snap those photos and send them to Dumois. Right. And be like spotted. Kim spotted. And, Pete. and then even some of those Dumois things, it's like you read them and it's so clearly written by a PR person who wrote it in. Mm-hmm. But then there's also ones that are, you know, you can't tell which is which and we got to be the better consumers. But I think the line now has become blurred even more. Yeah. I also feel like celebrities must be so pissed because I think they thought they got rid of all the paparazzi stuff. And now everyone wants to send in their photos to Dumois. Now (laughs) everyone's paparazzi. It's literally like Gossip Girl. I mean, I've sent two items into Dumois that made it, that made the cut. Not photos, but just like saw so-and-so, Anon, please. And look, it was gratifying to be like, I have to send this to Duh. Uh, I saw Sean Hayes at a bagel shop. Very, And he was like being super sweet and letting everyone pet his dog and like just, you know, cute shit. And then one time I was at um, Tower Bar and I saw Sarah Paulson, Beanie Feldstein and Monica Lewinsky. And I was like, obviously, what? I'm telling Dumois oh about God. this. Yeah, because they were doing like an impeachment like panel um, Interesting. for their Ryan Murphy show. And literally, I just saw like an eccentric tall blonde, la- like an eccentrically dressed tall blonde lady. I was like, that's Sarah Paulson. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's Beanie and Monica. Uh, I didn't. I watched the first episode of that and I stopped. Um, but going back to Sean Hayes, I started mm-hmm. listening to his podcast, Smartless. Smartless? Yes. Because, yes. you know, I don't listen to any, like, I, I don't want to listen to any Bravo podcast or anything just because yeah. I don't want to subconsciously take anything from all the brilliant podcasters and stuff. Yes. But I do like a celebrity interview podcast and I started to listen to Smartless. And at first I really hated it. Like they bothered the shit out of me because it's three hosts. It's Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. That's where I'm at. I can't really get behind it. It's frustrating when you they have a guest you really love and I get it, but they have a guest you'll really love. And it's like, they're just doing their bits and I'm yes! like, stop doing their bits. Like I'm trying to listen to Sandra Bullock. Or they'll talk about like, you know, oh, that one party we were all at. Remember that? And they're like ribbing each other and talking about inside jokes. And I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. Also, I think that I think that Will Arnett and uh, Jason Bateman steamroll Sean Hayes too much. I think Sean Hayes is like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I did my research. I'm actually not friends with this person. and I want to interview them. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right. Right. And it is. No, no. I I was just going to say the same thing. And I do think it's a hard balance because. I know when I do interviews on this show, you always get, somebody's always complaining. Like if you do an interview, they, they're like, oh no, we want the recap. Stop doing that. And then some people who just listen to interviews will be like, stop. Why do you do the recaps? We only want the interviews. So I get like, they probably, they want it to be their show. So they, Mm -hmm. they don't want people to tune in just for the guests, but Mm -hmm. I tune in just for the guests. Anyway, they, (laughs) Sean does this thing though, that makes me laugh where he always, uh, I'm going to screw it up. So this isn't going to be as funny as when he does it, but he always goes five, six, seven, eight. And he always does this bit where he's like about to start performing and he'll oh, do the countdown cute. and it always makes me like five, six, seven, eight. God, got to love ISU alum and eternal theater kid, Sean Hayes. I know. I like him a lot. I like Sean Hayes. He's and I mean, what shit. a talent, what a talent, what a talent. And he was so nice to me at the bagel shop. We were like <sighs> waiting next to each other for our bagels. And he was like, are you like he was just very polite and like conscientious of like the space he and his dog were taking up. Right. Are you someone who like goes in for a picture or 
if you see us somewhere, you just say hello. Kind I of. just say hello, but that's like after living in LA for a while. In Chicago, I was the exact opposite. I'd be like, someone's at this place. I'm going to show up and get a picture and talk with like, it was pretty psychotic. And now I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I would never invade someone's personal space like that. I try to play yeah. it cool. And sometimes I can't. Like, if I'm excited enough about the person, I'll be like, one time I waited on Constance Zimmer and I'm like a huge Constance Zimmer fan. And I waited until she was like, fully closed out didn't have to talk to me again to be like i just want to say like you're literally in like my top five favorite actresses of all time like i want to be you i love of all people you chose character actress constant (laughs) simmer (laughs) like the eighth lead from entourage i'm obsessed with her and she was like oh wow thanks she was really nice but i i I think it was still pretty probably pretty annoying not based on her behavior but reflecting like i probably should have just left her the fuck alone she's super talented yeah i I tend to like get nuts when it's like an obscure or weird celebrity. Like, so for instance, yeah. Tori Spelling, like when I threw everyone out of the way and was like, Tori, <laughs> Tori, Tori, what's going on with Jenny Garth and Tiffany Thiessen? Like, I'm just shouting from a distance. Fair. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And then if it's someone really big, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about them. If I saw Leo DiCaprio, I wouldn't bat an eye. Oh my God, Hannah. I was just in a YouTube spiral. And I saw an interview that Leo did for a press junket for the beach. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was peak Leo. Like I loved the beach Leo. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think Titanic. What do you think is peak Leo? Mm, catch me if you can. Oh, I love that movie. Me too. My favorite Spielberg movie is catch me if you can. So good. The score is so good too. John would Williams. you have sex with him then? And catch me if you can. Yeah. What? What? When would you? Would you ever sleep? You're I've not never, a Leo fan. I'm really not. Wow. I've never wow. been a Leo gal. Wow. Wow. And that's a wrap on breaking me. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. And I'm not really a Brad Pitt girl either. <gasps> what? But Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh my God, Hannah. We need a. I'm not proud. This is not okay. I mean, Ben Affleck's got a huge dick, so maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Pre pre Phoenix tattoo, that. I would bang Ben Affleck. The tattoo really ruins him. My God, did you just hear that bang? I thought yes. I thought just thought we were in the big bang or something. Like what oh my god, did that did what everyone that? did the mic pick that up? That just scared the shit out of me. My heart is racing. Are you okay? There's something's gonna fall through the ceiling. This might be it for us. Anyway, this was really fun. Sorry, what's next on Cafe Mom? Big bang. List? <laughs> the big bang. <laughs> the asteroids coming to my apartment. Yeah, right. Speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio. Wait, but I didn't finish my thought. Oh, sorry. The, the, beach the beach version of Leo DiCaprio to me was just the hottest. And he had this weird sort of facial hair goatee thing happening that I didn't mm-hmm. love. But um, man, I would Wait, you saw an interview about the beach? Did he yeah, say it was anything like a, of it was, note? I wasn't listening. I was looking at him. No, <laughs> I found this weird YouTube, YouTube channel. It's a guy who did press junkets in the 90s. And he, I think he's just like a local interviewer, like from another state. I'm not, I don't think it's not like entertainment tonight or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, just, you know how they send reporters from all over the yes. country, or at least they used to pre COVID times. And they usually only give people at those press junkets about like five minute things. And so he uploaded all of these ones from the nineties. And I somehow ended up on the, his channel and there's just like so many, and it's like, um, it goes up to 99, I think. So it's like Julia Roberts wow. and Aaron Brockovich is like the most recent. But then it's like Whitney Houston and the preacher's wife, four <gasps> minutes, he, four minute interview. And then it's like uh, the Batman and Robin cast. And it, it's just wow. the most bizarre. And I was like so fascinated by it. I'll send Riveted. you a link to it. Yeah. And he does not ask good questions. So it's clear why he was never hired on something like that. Does that ever piss you off, though? Like sometimes, like when I see like really bad interviewers on YouTube being like, and I'm here with Noah Centineo. Noah, what was it like memorizing all those lines for to all the boys I've loved before? And I'm like, fuck you. Like, how did you get this job? How'd you get this opportunity? Why are you asking the dumbest questions in the world? I know. Or that you could tell they don't like the person. I will say. They don't care. I will say those junkets are really awful oftentimes because they do only give you a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. And usually like 
when I, I, cause I've done a few for everything iconic and I don't love them because yeah, you get four minute increments. And I finally was like, I'm not going to do a four minute thing. Cause you can't yeah. get anywhere with someone. No. Uh, but also I think when you come from like, if a news station sends you, sends their entertainment reporter out to do it, mm-hmm. it's like the news only wants that sound bite. That's going to play for people who like, don't know the person. Right. So that's why they ask those like, so basic questions because it's like, they just need the, audience of the six o'clock news to like hear this story or something You're like oh so, so that's how noah centineo memorizes those lines yeah so like whereas you as you and i would go to noah centineo and be like tell us about the leaked videos of your schlong you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> my brain went there too before you even finished that sentence yeah but like an yeah. entertainment reporter in ohio they can't air that on the local news so um that sucks because that's the information that people want to know yeah, I don't like the. It's like a four minute. And uh, now they do them on Zoom too, and so there's people like in the Zoom chat being like, "Wrap it up," and you're like, "Wait, I it was we just said hello," and you're like, "We got to end this already." Awful. Yeah, it's stressful. I'll do it though if it's like a big, you know. I did it for Allison Janney because I was like, I got to talk to Allison. Yeah, yeah. But, but then it was like this movie she did, and it was like, I just want to talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like I have four minutes with this woman. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about that. And so then they don't end up getting any promo. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. What else? Uh, Peloton had a year. Peloton had quite a year with, and just like that. And uh, all the, I mean, I felt bad for Peloton actually. Like they did. And just like that, apparently they didn't know that big was going to die on the Peloton. All that bad press. Then they turn around this commercial in record time. Great commercial. Fantastic commercial. Then all Chris, this news about uh, Chris, Chris Noth. Noth yeah. Noth, Noth. Noth. I think it's Noth. I mean, how awful for Peloton. Yeah. Peloton can't catch a fucking break. Do you have a Peloton? I do. And I love my Peloton. I don't have a Peloton, but my older sister like rides hard. No pun intended for her Peloton. I was really into it. And now I basically use it to dry laundry, but Matt uses it every <laughs> single day. Just at the moment, I haven't quite gotten it. In the new year, I'm going to get back on board. But I was obsessed with Cody Rigsby, who was on Dancing with the Stars and like a big hit. Oh my gosh, everyone loves him. Yeah, he just, I like him because he's a gay man. So he plays a gay playlist. I don't mm-hmm. believe that straight men should be allowed to playlist anything in workouts. Like, they're I completely terrible. agree. It's like, I don't want to hear, we've talked about this, like the pop remix of like Nickelback's With Arms Wide Open. Or is that Creed? That's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you mistake the two? With arms wide open. With arms wide open. <laughs> what was their other song? Didn't they have another one? Uh, uh, this is how you That's remind Nickelback me of who I really am. How do you know the difference? Okay, I like this is embarrassing. I'm only going to share this because you know it's the new year. Do you I, knew you. First of all, I really did like Creed, and I liked Nickelback even more. I went through this phase in college where I was like, I was listening. This is so embarrassing. I was like a big Daughtry fan. <laughs> the way my jaw just dropped it was pre me coming in the closet like it was right they basically pushed me out of the closet because i think like i had listened to it so much and i was like i can't do this <laughs> and then you i came out of the closet leapt out of the closet i was like i can't do this anymore like i i was really into nickelback and creed and daughtry and i was like this is it um <gasps> but they had that song photograph Remember that song? It was Look like, at this, this photograph. photograph. Every time, Every time I do, I do it, it makes me laugh. We're <laughs> doing share. You know, for me, <laughs> it always goes to a place of share when I try oh. to do Nickelback and Green. Oh, oh wagon wheel with two Wagon wheel with two In a full circle moment, Nickelback sings about share in that song about being a rock star. <gasps> I'm gonna hurt him. My favorite, um, my favorite lyric in that song is, uh, wait, now I got to remember it. It's like, um, I'll have the quesadilla. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, but that line just makes me no, nothing against quesadillas, but like the fact that they wrote that line into their song just like makes me fucking annoyed by them even more. Wait, it's truly the funniest thing because that song is all about being like a badass rock star. Yeah. And I'm gonna be a rock star. I'm through with standing in lines. The clubs will mm-hmm. never get in. 
select the bot. Wait, we got to find the share lyric. And then I just have to. Oh, and the quesadilla lyric. He, he sings, I want a new tour. <laughs> I want a new tour bus full of old guitars, my own star on the Hollywood Boulevard. Somewhere between Cher and James Dean is fine with me. Okay, so that's the share line. Wow, he has high okay. hopes for his Hollywood star that he doesn't deserve. This is the <laughs> greatest line, though, in the history of pop rock music. Uh, I want to be great like Elvis without the tassels. Hire eight bodyguards that love to beat up assholes. Sign a couple autographs so I can eat my meals for free. And then he sings, I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> I'm, I have no words. I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> Whenever I order a quesadilla at a Chili's, I'm always thinking of Nickelback. I mean, yeah. How could you and, not? And I say, I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay. Okay. So Peloton, we like a Peloton. Uh, Cafe Mom, <laughs> let's run through the rest of these really quickly. Jojo Siwa comes out. I'm glad she out loud and proud on Dancing with the Stars. Woo! First lesbian uh dancer love good for her good for her good for um bridgerton did you watch bridgerton i did that feels like another lifetime ago does it not it really does and the other wait this other one too is bernie sanders becomes a meme was that really this year bernie sanders with the fucking mittens i think it was at uh the inauguration right yeah was that i don't even know time that happened this year didn't it it's just hard to like separate everything like inauguration versus insurrection versus uh, COVID versus, you know. Wow, we're getting dark here, aren't we? This Sorry, is... there's just a lot of fucked up things that happened in 2021. And the 2020 becoming... and, and 20... probably coming in 2022. Buckle you know? up, kids. Yeah, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Bernie becoming a meme was uh, a, a silver lining. That felt like a lifetime ago to me. I thought people went a little too far with the Bernie memes. I think it went like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm like, calm down. It always is troubling to me when the meme becomes a discussion on the view. Cause you know, I watch the view every day and yes. I'll never forget. They spent like, I want to say like 15 minutes on that. And it was like, okay, like I love I mean, the view, but I don't need to see joy and company talking about the Bernie Sanders meme for 15 minutes. How much is there to say about it? Like it was funny the first time. Then everyone was like, look where Bernie is now. He's in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's like, I've had enough. Yeah. The memes, sometimes they'll go, it'll be popular and then it'll get too popular. And then it almost comes back around where it's like so popular yes. that it becomes funny to me again. Yes. Like that's the cycle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cafe Mom also has thoughts about the free Britney movement. I think we're also happy that Britney is free and we want the best for her. Thrilled for Britney. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I just hope she posts some like holiday content. I really, you know what I'm curious about? And this is not me telling Britney how to live her life. So don't at me. But like, I do wonder if she's going to like hire a stylist or like hire like you know, go the Hollywood route now that she like can actually spend her money. Like I'm interested to see where she wants to spend her money. Right. What matters and I think to her. She alluded to that, like maybe doing an Oprah interview. And I want to see that. Like I want it so bad. Oprah's the only one who can do it. I hope we're, that this time in this time next year, we're reflecting on cafe mom's list of the Oprah Britney interview. Were you in a conservatorship or were you conserved? Like that's what it's gonna be that, like. Oprah's yes, line. give us the sound bite. Uh, what's your favorite Britney song? Oh my gosh, uh, it's really hard to say, but I love "Stronger." I think that's like a song that is just—I've been obsessed with it since it came out. I mean, just her with that chair—it's oh, so good, so fucking good. Did you watch the Friends reunion? Cafe Mom wants to know. I did. did and what do you think? I did. I liked it. I liked I it. Did- I'm not like a friends person per se, but I didn't expect to get as emotional as I did. And I really, I, I got a little acclimated watching them all walk onto that set. It was yeah. sweet. You know, I'm happy they're finding new ways to do reunions because I, they also did the Harry Potter one, which I haven't watched mm-hmm. yet, but they had the cast coming together and talking about the stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. happy to have them just sit and chat about stuff. Yes. That's I just, I think enough with James fucking Corden. I mean, if I could uh. give... If I could give one note, it would be we don't need James Corden to literally host everything. Um, you know, might I suggest one Danny Pellegrino for for I'm available. Yeah. Call me in coach. When the nanny wants to do their reunion, give me a call. 
Come on. Uh, the final thing on Cafe Mom was in Just Like That, which... Um, I feel like that just happened. It just happened as of this recording. How are you feeling about it so far? I like it. I do. I know or, that's are you having unpopular. Fun? Yeah, I think that it's a lot of it's a mess, but I... And I think there's more good than bad. I don't love what they're doing with the Miranda character. I find it like weird. So weird. Yeah. And there is, I, I think a lot of people have talked about the alcohol storyline, which has just been so like, so obvious from the beginning. And they're just, they're doing too much with it. It's like, wait, it's, has it been so obvious from the beginning? Did I miss it? You haven't thing? noticed. Yeah. I feel like I, every scene they're like, Miranda's drinking again. And we see her with the bottle and she's ordering a wine and everything. And it's like, right. okay, we get it. She's going to be an alcoholic. We get it. I know. I don't know. I like, the thing is, is I'm not like, I'm not going to say that I'm someone who's like had all the sex in the city box sets since the dawn of time. I've like caught episodes on E and I was like excited when the movies would come out, but like, okay, hold up I, Hannah though. You need to like watch it. Like the real versions, the E versions are not as good. I know. I know. Look, I, I live under a rock in some ways. It's weird. It's like, I love pop culture. And then I have these like major blind spots, but like sex in the city and Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I will always like enjoy watching probably because like, you're rewatching ladies of London at 5am when you wake up instead of obviously. listen, I have a lot to say about that. Okay. <laughs> I have so much to say about that. I'll always enjoy watching this combination of women. And I like, you know, the, the aesthetic of sex in the city and stuff. Uh, but I do. I, I just think there's a lot more darkness in and just like that than I was expecting. I'm like, this isn't what I signed up for, but I will keep mm. watching. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that, thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did you watch Sex Lives of College Girls? I Yes. I'm like, th- well, I'm three episodes in. So good. I'm going to get caught up because I'm loving it so far. But So good. 10 yeah. out of 10 recommend. Yeah. Which it was surprising to me because I don't always love Mindy Kaling stuff, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I always, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I always want to like it more than I do. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, even the Mindy Project, I'm like, I felt like I wanted to like it more than I did. And same mm-hmm. with Never Have I Ever, like the first season I enjoyed. And then it was like, uh, I don't know, something. Second season did slow down a little bit. And maybe I just have too high expectations because her, I love her writing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I need to adjust. But Sex Lives of College Girls, I'm like obsessed with so far. So good. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on and doing this little recap. I want to remind listeners that I'll be back later this week with Real Housewives recaps. So don't fret, little bear. And Hannah, I want to let you let you talk about whatever you want to plug in your show. You have a Gossip Girl 
recap podcast. Yes, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a joy. And shout out to Cafe Mom. Thanks for coming up with that list for us to talk about. If that Cafe Mom <laughs> out there is out there listening, we love thank you. Thank you. We love you. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I do co-host a Gossip Girl podcast called You Know You Love Us. Um, I co-host it with my dear friend Tyler Meredith. It's super fun. Um, and, and you guys are so funny. And if anyone has watched Gossip Girl, they have to listen to this show because it's so you. good. Thank you. Yeah, we recap. Uh, we're recapping like the current iteration of it, but we also are recapping like the OG. And then sometimes we'll have guests on. Danny, you've been on the show. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone. And I hope you all listen to it. And if you do that, you like it. And you and guys if- had Betty Who on recently. We had Betty Who on. We had Amara Zaragoza, who played Poppy Lifton on the show. We had Nicole Fasella, who played Isabel on the show. Um, Gossip Girl fans maybe- need to get on board. Yeah. XOXO. Um, yeah, really good, really good times. Um, and then if you want to follow me, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown Zero on TikTok. Yes, and I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm recapping Sex in the City over on Patreon. So if you want to support, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. I want to thank ACAST uh, for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com slash everything iconic. I love you all so much for listening. Happy New Year. And we'll be back later this week. So stay tuned. Like and subscribe and follow uh, the podcast so you get all new episodes. And uh, I love you all so much. All right, Hannah, I love you. Okay, I love thank you. you. Bye. Bye.